0: Welcome to episode 71 of 40 going on 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I am Joel. And I'm
1: Josh. And like a vending machine toys, if you put me in your mouth, I'm classified as a choking hazard.
0: That's not true.
1: And he only costs a quarter. It's Mm -hmm. true.
0: He showed up here pretty quick today. And he comes in a plastic bubble.
1: Yeah, the original joke said, and not recommended for children under seven, but that was (laughs) too far.
2: Oh,
0: Is there such a thing, really? (laughs) Come on, homie. All right, so welcome to episode 71 of 40 Going On 14, and this week we are talking about capsule toys
1: yeah and uh, vending machines that uh, house them as well as the candy you may
0: find within and uh we're talking about prize machines too right
1: oh yeah claw yeah we we'll
0: talking about some claw games and all sorts of, sort of stuff of thing yes so uh yeah there was yeah there was something i was going to talk about right at that <laughs> moment <laughs> I hey, think, you talk, <laughs> think you were going to talk for a moment.
1: I think you were gonna talk about the musings of the Geek Podcast Network.
0: I was. And I was gonna talk about all the podcasts that were within, except you cut me off at the last minute.
2: Instead he had a stroke.
0: <laughs> Proceed.
2: <laughs> no word from a host with no head.
1: I smell burnt toast. <laughs>
0: All right. Musings of a Geek Network. They have got a wide variety of podcasts, pop culture, news and analysis, movies and TV, comics and video games, such shows as Geek Dig Podcast, Comic Roast Podcast, Red Horse Radio, Best of the Worst Movie Podcast, The Cue from Hell, Comic Arguments, Graphic Novice. Uh, Arkham Social Hour, Bearded ones Technology geek Podcast, and one sports podcast just to be the token, which is a left field sports lounge because everybody's geeky about something indeed. yes.
2: On that that show, you aren't you? Football is anyway. D and d for jocks, pretty much. Oh yeah,
3: aren't you on that sports podcast, Mike, Isn't that one of yours?
0: Me? Yeah, yes, they hire me to uh, come on and say things incorrectly.
2: But you're moonlighting?
0: Yeah. Moonlighting as a uh, illiterate. There you
2: go.
0: That's your job here, too. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean, this just sort of like, you know, extra like council work, you know. If you'd
1: like to hear about the last couple of years of Mike being illiterate about things, you can check out our archives at iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher,
0: and TalkShoe, and other fine podcasting directories. And if you would like to call us and be illiterate, you can call us at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727, which leads into... tower. (laughs) Do we have voicemails?
1: Yes, we do have voicemails. Oh, dear God. Uh, We have some voicemails. And first off, Charlie is asking the question that's on all of our minds. Where are my pants?
2: Where's the clock tower? (laughs) Joel, what the fuck is wrong with Charles Grodin? (laughs)
0: That's our first. (laughs) That's it? Yep, that was our first voicemail.
3: Awesome. I like Charles Grodin. What isn't wrong with Charles Grodin?
2: Oh, come on. He was fantastic. Midnight Run, I mean, that whole movie is amazing. And in uh,
0: Muppet's Muppets, uh, Great Muppet Caper, he played the bad guy in that, didn't he? With his crazy ass socks.
1: Now and the random if you missed it uh Joel has compared Will Arnett to Charles Groden as though that was necessarily a bad thing it is and, and well no i think I, I do not agree with Joel, but I understand where he's coming from now that I know that he never watched Arrested Development. And the whole, like, I don't like Will Arnett, so I won't watch Arrested Development, that's ridiculous. It's like, okay, if someone just saw Fright Night and... uh Broadchurch and hated David Tennant, so they're like, I'm never gonna watch Doctor Who because fuck Doctor Who because David Tennant's in it. It must suck. That's basically what you've done to Will Arnett. Yeah, pretty much.
2: Yeah. Because Because I mean as much as I hate Keanu Reeves, I couldn't forego the Matrix because the Matrix was so amazing I heard. And, and that's, that's something the thing. so, I mean, if you don't, you may hate Will Arnett, but Arrested Development is so, so, so good.
0: And you okay. may hate Charles Grodin, but you have never seen him with James Belushi in taking care of business. <laughs> he may have. Maybe that was, <laughs> maybe that. I have yeah, some. that is, I would not was, say that was. Was that a bad me. example? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a bad example. Okay.
1: But I, I think on the subject of Will Arnett, I think that honestly, a lot of us who are fans of him came to love him through Arrested Development. And if there are other things that maybe aren't as awesome in his career, because we liked him so much because that show is so good and he's not even the best part of it will you know give him a little bit of extra leeway when he does something that somebody who isn't familiar with his work on that show might find annoying so that is my case for Will Arnett case closed ma-
2: see Arrested Development that's my case yeah pretty you in much the magic the hell was that but where'd the lighter fluid come from
1: <laughs>
3: playing with a soundboard I think
2: alright we have our
1: next voicemail ooh thanks Charlie more <laughs> Charlie nah uh, this one is not Charlie oh okay It
0: show past them.
4: Hey, forty go fourteen. This big lady. So I just heard the new year's episode. And uh, quick thing about well, I'm gonna do it in this order first. Joel, I'm glad you tried out peanut butter pickle sandwiches. But you are correct. Uh, They are best if you have like a super super salty dill uh, pickle. That sounds way worse than I thought it was going to. Um. So yeah. Uh, New Year's in my family, back on topic, is like a super big deal. Not quite as big a deal as Christmas, but still a pretty big deal. Um, and it always sort of bums me out when I'm not able to do the big family New Year's thing. Um, like, for example, this year we couldn't do it for various reasons. But, you know, I live in the Pacific Northwest, in the Seattle area. So our big thing is we, you know, make a crap load of food. It's like enough food to feed 30 people and then there'd maybe be 10 people hanging out there. <laughs> um, and we'd stay up all night and then watch the fireworks go off of the Space Needle and then, you know, crash out. Uh, when I was a kid, my brother and I used to do New Year's by, uh, you guys mentioned starting to play action and lot. My brother and I used to start a game of Risk at about 9 o'clock every night and then play till uh, the fireworks started <laughs> And then go to bed, and the next day we would finish up the game and also whatever food was left over the night before. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't really know how any open the door to bring in the new year or colored greens and black IPs,
2: nothing like that. But, uh,
4: yeah, anyway, that's, that's kind of my new year stuff. Uh, I guess I'll talk to you guys
1: later. Bucks at the front. <laughs> so, that sounds sh- like
2: a perfect nerd, New Year's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. not for me.
1: You don't like Risk, I know. Yeah, I was going to say, as you feel about Lady Gaga, I feel about <laughs> Risk. Risk yeah, if is if,
3: Josh's will aren't it
1: Yeah. If, if you haven't heard our board game episode, basically, yes, fuck Risk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's more of an Axis and Allies kind of guy.
0: Yeah. What the hell we go to Australia for?
2: he don't make war shit. Yeah.
0: Uh, So we have another one? Yes, we do. Excellent.
4: I got to say uh I'm impressed with your your range on Skeletor. He went from uh, uh like a 1920s newsie all the <laughs> way up to apparently, uh what I'm assuming is the Monopoly. Man. And uh <laughs> then your your Native American beastman was was also impressive.
0: We've gone well from adequate like, to impressive. I have
4: to say that was probably a little bit beyond adequate.
2: Woo-hoo! Not much. <laughs> but some.
0: We have broken the adequate glass ceiling. Yes.
2: Would it be so, a tupper feeling if it was adequate?
0: No, I'd be stuck. Did you say
1: stucco?
2: I said Tupperware.
0: Oh, I thought you said
1: stucco. Those are different things. Don't store your leftover meat in stucco. And <laughs> you shouldn't
3: make. And your don't
2: stucco. don't coat your house in Tupperware either.
3: <laughs> That's when the top of your house falls off when the adequates. It makes that popping noise. Uh, I
0: don't know where I'm going with that.
2: I don't know if either one of you are going. <laughs> I, I don't want to know. Uh,
1: this also means that Charlie's completely caught up if he's referring to three Skeletors and a Beastman.
0: Holy cow, That that's right. Yeah.
2: What was that? Say it again.
0: Charlie's caught up.
2: Oh, oh shit, yeah.
1: Yeah, because three Skeletors and a Beastman was just last week in our uh, Man with the Iron Fists and yep, Last Dragon episode.
2: That means he's going to have a whole lot of spare time on his hand. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> he's going on a road trip. <laughs>
2: to your house
0: and he's gonna build a bell tower
1: i have a lot of guns too you know so if you're not interested in leaving voicemail but you would like to get in contact with us you can always reach us via twitter at 40 go 14 or send us an email at 40 go 14 at gmail.com
2: because i'm not giving you
1: my address
3: you gotta talk to
2: these guys if you want my address (laughs) again (laughs) yeah we have been known to give it out and you gotta follow that up (laughs) let
3: keep Skyping out, head to the clock tower
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's about that time It is
3: about that time Damn it This week in Music
1: Movies And TV And sports
0: (laughs) Alright, this should be interesting Because I'm just tapped into the uh, handle Of uh, Long Island Iced Tea That we had left over from the New Year's party
2: Oh boy. Oh mm-hmm. yep. well, yeah. At least you waited to start drinking this time.
0: That's true. All right. Well, uh, this weekend, nineteen ninety eight, because that was the, that was the year that the homies figures first started appearing in supermarkets. It's what true. Kind of supermarket? Chicano supermarkets. Chicano supermarkets. <laughs> written by a How Texan offensive folks offensive
2: were those things they were like crazy offensive but they were just also everywhere they're by still the everywhere
0: I, you can still find them occasionally i they remember they yeah. were
2: so embraced they loved them i mean in the latino communities they loved them
3: yeah but they only took over the south side of the vending machine so <laughs>
1: They became so valuable that uh, they were no longer sold in vending machines after just a couple of years and I'm sure we'll get back to those just uh, a little bit later in the show. They used to have
0: uh school supplies with the homies on them nice and the be- the best one I ever saw was a uh, like a little spiral bound notebook that had a picture of you know one guy with a low cut hat low hat on and it just says, "Don't be like me essay stay in school." <laughs> Yikes. I'm just like...
2: Oh, uh, they're doing their civic duty. Yeah.
0: No, that's court-ordered. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Well, well Community uh, service, that's right. Right,
3: that's not civic duty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: the number one song in the land in 1998 is Truly, Madly, Deeply by Savage Garden and their Chicka Cherry Cola. <laughs> is that what they say in that? Yeah. Really?
1: Yep. Yeah, I actually I kind of like Savage Garden. Although uh, Truly Madly Deeply is not
0: uh, my favorite song by them. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it replaces Candle in the Wind, 1997, by Elton John.
2: I'm so annoyed that he really re- like redid that song. Why? Because it was just so hackneyed to like, I mean, I had this other song that was a tribute to this woman. <laughs> and I swore I would never sing it in concert again and all this kind of stuff. And, and he, you know, like throws all that away because of Princess Diana. He's like, no, it's like, I mean, if you want to honor this other woman, make another song. Song. don't just like you know hey i'm gonna rededicate this song
3: or no, redo crocodile oh, okay. rock or something
1: <laughs> well Good. pat you can tell everybody if it was your song <laughs> there
3: he go. you don't
0: mind <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't mind Alright so on January 15th 1998 Junior Wells A Chicago based harmonica player And legendary blues music- musician Dies at 54 years of age He's pretty young If you've ever heard of Muddy Waters or Buddy Guy song You've appreciated his work He wrote Messin' with a Kid and in a bad week for music Carl Lee Perkins, the King of Rockabilly Also dies That's sad, I like Carl Perkins yeah, Who doesn't like Carl Perkins man, Blue Suede Shoes? Well, that's good stuff was was uh, January 19th, 1998, and he was also 54 years old. He was an American musician whose best-known song was Blue Suede Shoes. Perkins' songs were recorded by artists as influential as Elvis Presley, The Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, and Johnny Cash. Paul McCartney even claimed that if there were no Carl Perkins, there would be no Beatles. That is some serious shit right there. So that's
3: apparently that's either 37 that you die or 54.
0: <laughs> yeah, no did. Yeah. He was inducted to the Rock and Roll, the Rockabilly, and the Nashville Songwriters Halls of fame and was a acronym of the week g-h-o-f-a yeah you? that
1: is a ghost horse of fabulous america it's a <laughs> spectral a... steed that uh, allows <laughs> you to travel into the afterlife i thought
3: their first album was awesome
2: oh <laughs> ghost <laughs> horse of <laughs> fabulous america <laughs> yeah
3: that's <it> awesome
2: <laughs> i went to the ghost horse with anyway yeah no the...
0: what <laughs> what
2: <laughs> sorry that, that is uh, the Grammy Hall of Fame Award.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. I still like the kind Ghost Horse. I have a letdown now. Yeah,
2: yeah I want a Ghost Horse.
3: Made
0: a spit on <laughs> Carl
3: Perkins' grave,
0: jerk. <laughs> movie had a horse he could dodge the spit. <laughs> <laughs> Titanic was just crushing the souls of in Hollywood of anyone who wasn't involved in this money-making behemoth of a movie. Titanic <laughs> behemoth. <laughs> Titanic's 15 consecutive weeks at number one set a new record for the most consecutive weekends at number one. Fallen, Half-Bake, and Hard Rain are all released this week.
1: <laughs> well, it's competition like that. How I could it f- possibly have stayed at number <laughs> one? <laughs>
0: I still hard. have never seen Titanic. Uh, it's all right. Have Are you
3: seen you Hard Rain, though? I'm serious.
0: Wow. I've I seen Hard seen Rain, man.
3: You, I mean, you can't beat a uh, a jet ski chase through the halls of a high school.
1: No. Oh. I, I think you may not be able to beat it, but Michael Douglas in Fallen could beat it with a baseball bat. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did
2: there. So Fallen yeah. was the Denzel Washington movie.
1: Oh, was it? Yeah, Hard Rain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm thinking, thinking of Falling a- Down. Oh, yeah. yeah. John
3: Candy and well, Denzel. Wait, Hard Rain, was that? Not John Candy,
0: John. Oh. It was, was in the, Hard Rain. The,
2: hard Rain was the Christian Slater movie. With oh, well, what's Freeman. the one am
0: I thinking about? The Michael Douglas movie with the word "rain" in the title. Black Rain. Black Rain. Wait, <laughs> we're is talking that about it? Black Rain and falling down versus Hard Rain <laughs> and falling. <laughs>
3: Apparently everybody's been watching Half Baked today.
2: <laughs> I was going to say. In the meantime, the best movie of the three is getting ignored. Half Baked is amazing.
3: Who's the guy asleep on the couch? <laughs> all right. Don't
2: worry about me, guys. The important thing is Kenny.
1: <laughs> it's,
2: uh, we all got Half Baked and watch a, bunk- a
1: bunch of Michael Douglas movies. Apparently,
3: <laughs> Michael Douglas wasn't in Fallen. We're hard rain. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know that. That's the joke. Yeah, they they
2: keep spelling it out Ron Burgundy. You know who
3: wasn't in any of them? Will Arnett.
0: <laughs> and so Nathan Gamble was born on January 12, 1998. He's an American actor who made his feature film debut in Babel in 2006. He's been in a lot of movies for being 16. All right. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld followed by <laughs> ER and Veronica's closet? is number oh, yeah. three beating out friends on january fifteenth, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. That's okay. Veronica's yeah, closet? That's
2: exactly right. It was okay. That's okay. Yeah.
0: Is that the one with um
2: Kirsty Alley Kirstie Alley, Alley. designers? Okay. Was that
1: before she was fat? No. 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 Well, that
2: was while she was fat.
0: Okay. While she was fat? Has she yeah. stopped being she had, fat?
2: She had lost like fifty pounds, but she was still, you know, a big girl at <laughs> that but you know, she was so they came up with excuses to put her in as many like uh camisole type tops as they could. Oh. Yeah, I just
1: remember that that was a part of her like her weight directly played into her career for like a decade there yep well i just saw
3: her on an ad tonight for jenny craig and she's slimmed down quite a bit again so she's she's flip-flopping
2: <laughs>
0: you know who, okay anyway i'm not going well, she's
2: down very she's very funny so i mean i
0: oh she's always been funny yeah so
2: i don't i don't wish her ill or anything
0: uh where were we on january, january 15? 15th the 100th episode of ellen starring Ellen DeGeneres airs the show would be canceled less than six months later before the sixth season after ratings declined sharply despite the press's attention of Ellen coming out
1: huh and it's I a actually shame. didn't know Ellen was off the air oh. no, 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 no 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 this, this was the sitcom called the, Ellen yeah, see, that, oh that, that, not that, her talk show that, that just right. blew
0: blew the joke I was. Gonna, it's a shame that her career never recovered <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just not the
1: sort of uh show i watch so it was uh, conceivable to me that it had been canceled a while ago and just fallen off my radar that that sort of talk show is just not my bag baby yeah no she's still going
0: mm. she oh yeah talk talk. Still. and yeah. uh sports on okay. january 18th 1998 the 48th nhl all-star game is held in vancouver where north america beats world is that right yep. seven, eight to seven <laughs>
2: That's how they did the All-Star games back then.
0: America versus the world?
2: Yeah, it was like all the North American players versus all the players from the rest of the world.
0: Oh, wow. Yep. On January 12th, CBS requir- acquires the rights to the AFC of the NFL as part of a four billion dollar eight eight-year contract. Fox and ABC renew their agreements for the NFC and Monday Night Football, respectively. Super Bowl thirty two broadcast on January 25th, would be NBC's last NFL game until
2: 2006. Look at Mike oh. just going right through the Roman numerals like that. He likes
0: I know, my jaw dropped
1: when he just said
0: 32, not uh, missing a beat.
2: I know, I I did kind of one of the things to myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then miscellaneous, on January 22nd, suspected Unabomber Theodore Kaczynski pleads guilty to a string of crimes and accepts a sentence of life without the possibility of parole. And nothing about Broadway. And yes, I'm happy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, now it's got to be like, and sports?
0: Miscellaneous. I mean...
2: No, it's just, I mean, it's only like if I find something that I think is just kind of too important...
3: or Broadway shows.
2: Especially so eye the, eye yeah, we don't often
1: get into the late 90s in this weekend, so. I, if I I'm, see it on there, I'm going to go miscellaneous.
2: And, and, I re, and I remember just how, I mean, I know, I don't know if you guys remember, but I remember exactly how big the whole Unabomber thing was as far as like everybody was freaking out. You know, nobody wanted to open any box that came to their house and like, you know, and.
3: Prostitutes must have took a hit, man.
2: I remember, I remember that year for Halloween. Um, I was working. I was working at Phil's Sports Bar. Remember that place? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, one of the regulars came in for Halloween while I was opening the bar and everything. And it just, you know, I just opened for business, and I was still setting up and stuff. And he came and he sat at the end of the bar and he was dressed exactly like the Unabomber wanted poster. Like he had the hoodie and the glasses and everything. And he just, you know, he just came in and he just sat at the bar and he wouldn't talk to me. And he just was like staring straight ahead. And i was just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally he revealed himself to me who he was. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, what? (laughs) I was wondering
0: where this evening was going to (laughs) go.
2: Yep. So there you go. But I just wanted to include that because I remember how huge the Unabomber was.
1: It was just crazy that like random soccer moms were like, the Unabomber is going to send a bomb to my house. It's like, no, he's fucking not.
2: Yeah, exactly. Nobody knows you exist.
1: <laughs> right. He, mm-hmm. he only sent bombs to, like, researchers, capitalists, and schools. Uh, they're not going to send it to, like, uh, you and your kids. He doesn't give a fuck.
3: What if they live in uh, school and they're research people?
1: Uh, if Yes, if they live in a graduate research department, I, I suppose that's a reasonable fear. If there was Maybe
2: like, their kids will get killed, yes.
0: Like a, a, a day daycare in a research place? Uh, at a college? Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just trying to help. I out live- in oh, a there.
2: sleep lab.
0: A sleep lamb? lab? Lab. Oh.
2: <laughs> a sleep lab. I don't <laughs> know <laughs> like what. <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> nice one, <with> Pat. <that.
0: laughs> Thank you. Alright, so well, there you go. It's on to talking about
1: some capsule toys and vending machines and uh, the women who love them. <laughs> yes. Mm, who yeah.
0: doesn't love a good capsule toy? So, uh...
2: Any- anyone that hangs out with Bill Cosby? <laughs>
0: wow. <Whoa. laughs> yeah. I got. I got okay. nothing to back that up, man. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So, uh, capsule toys. If you don't know what we're talking about, have you ever begged for 50 cents or a quarter from your parents when you're leaving the grocery store? Because there's that barrage of red and silver machines all lined up waiting for you to put some money in and get some sort of cheap shit out of them. Uh, when we were kids, you know, we didn't call them capsule toys, just call them toy machines and got all sorts of weird stuff out of there. But, uh, in a little bit of research, we discovered that the earliest known reference to a vending machine is in the work of, called The Hero of Alexandria, a first century engineer and mathematician. He had a designed a machine that accepted a, co- a coin and then dispensed holy water. By... In case you were attacked by a vampire.
1: <laughs> hey. But happened to have some change.
0: Yeah. I don't have any holy water, but I have a bunch of nickels. I've got
2: these coins that are not made of silver. What can I get?
0: So uh, that's earliest known reference to the coin-operated machine uh, First. Patents on the vendors in the United States were taken out in 1886. In 1887, Great Britain's. In Great Britain, the first trading companies selling goods through vending machines appeared. Uh, and classical machines selling chewing gum, or the gumball machine, or bulk vending machine, emerged at the ending of the 9th, 19th, and beginning of the 20th century. Uh, originally made from wood, iron, and glass, mostly the machines that were attracted due to their uncommonness and not the contents. They were If they were too plain in comparison with modern machines, the buyer didn't frequently see the goods until the moment of purchase. So it was a new, cool thing. Yeah, the wow.
1: idea that you could buy something and not from a person or a store, but there was a machine. It was the novelty more than anything else that was the early draw to these things. I you know, put it in a quarter then, and it gives me a used condom.
2: Ew, <laughs> Hot diggity back,
1: dog. That's the bee's knees.
3: I don't think I would have <laughs> bought an egg salad sandwich
0: back
2: then out of one of those.
0: Well, do you remember... Uh, <sighs>
2: You could have got some parasite that turned you
0: into a genius. Oh, good call. Sure. Uh, more Majority of vending machines were designed for the smallest coins. One cent, five cent, and occasionally twenty-five cents. So even a kid could afford buying their contents. As in most cases, it was children who were considered to use the machines. So, uh, do you guys ever see any, like, the old black and white movies from the fifties, and they used to have these, like, cafeterias that everything was in vending machines? Yeah, hey.
1: the Vendomatics.
0: Yeah, they had people in the back that would just be filling the slots, and you go in there, put in money and get a pie, or get a piece of pie, or a sandwich just thing. yeah. You know, if, I would
2: uh, take a job if, if people paid me to fill slots all day. It's an automat Boom. with pie. <laughs> they have
3: my It's on Agent Carter. They have a girl that works in an automat,
1: yeah. I, I've actually eaten at an automat, mm-hmm. not at a mat, though. No, not at a TMAT. I don't a Time food. traveler, what? No, what? They, they've just had a few uh, automats. Uh, I want to say at one point, one of the YMCA's, uh, I frequented that like that was their vending area/slash uh, cafeteria. Is they just had the old automat machines and they're like, oh, okay, well, we'll
0: just use these. Huh. Well, that's cool. Why not? Well, there you go. Uh, the first vending machine in the United States was built in 1888 for the Thomas Adams Gum Company, selling gum on New York City train platforms.
1: Not the gum that's stuck to the New York City train platforms. That's free. No, but somebody would
0: try and sell that anyway. Mm. So and uh, these
2: toilets are ginormous.
0: That's how I got hepatitis. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Gumball machines, vending toys appeared sixty years later. It happened mostly due to chewing gum. Uh, in the 50s, vending machine owners began adding toys to- in capsules to the gum machines as an incentive for the children buying the gum. A kid never knew what was going to fall into his uh, hand. He could either get gum or a <laughs> toy. That's why gumball machine manufacturers advised to put more toys in the machines so that children could clearly see them. And the sales went up. Later on, gumball machine manufacturers added such uh, machines for toy capsules of larger so- size and toys becoming an object of collecting and kids were eager to buy them. So, growing Growing up, go to the grocery store. You're walking out. I've been good. I can get a quarter, go to the machine. What are you getting? Josh? Uh,
1: Most of the time, my parents were pretty strict about the, the vending machines. It was usually a no. Uh, I If I was using a vending machine, I probably had change on my own and I'd snuck away. But on the rare occasion I could actually get change from the parents, I was more likely to get candy. Usually, uh, I think they're called spree. They're oh, like yeah. flat disks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like flat disks that are brightly colored. Colored and fruit flavored, and they're slightly sour. Yeah, Spree were most like, I think that's Spree, isn't it? Or was Spree mm-hmm. the tiny chocolate ones? No, no,
3: you're, you're right. It's okay. okay. Mm-hmm
1: and occasionally the runts but the problem with runts <laughs> is here we go that when they go into the machine it's normal but uh the biggest problem with the runts is that the bananas automatically sort down to the bottom so like if you're unlucky you get a fistful of just crappy fake banana
0: you know Here's the thing. I like the run- banana runs. Ugh, you can have them. Because <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. I I in looking up when you started talking about uh about the runs and that sort of thing, I was trying to remember because I had read this somewhere else that there was actually a reason why candy banana tastes different than an actual banana. Because it's candy. No, because apparently years ago when they started making the banana candies, then now this is internet internet info. So you know, take it Sounds as you will. And the bananas that we have now are the Cavendish blend or uh, genus <laughs> and whatever they're called. Oh, no, no. They're called Cavendish. No, no. But apparently there was a banana blight that killed off an entirely different uh, uh strain of banana. But that is the banana flavor that they got the flavoring from. So that's the one that everybody's been copying for candy and artificial flavoring for all these years. And that's why banana candy tastes so much different than an actual banana.
2: Hmm.
1: Now, did they also kill a variant of watermelon? Because watermelon candy does
0: not tastes like watermelon. No, I can't explain the watermelon shit. That tastes like ass.
2: Depends on the watermelon. I mean, I mean, it depends on the candy.
0: Mm,
1: that strain of root beer
0: is gone. Oh, root beer bottle caps, man?
1: Just gone. Oh, I can't remember ever seeing bottle caps in a vending machine.
0: I've seen bottle caps in them, but it was hard to see them because all the dust got up and stuck to the window. Because they weren't, like, coated in anything. Wait, what? Bottle caps, man. They're not coated in candy or anything. They're just, like, powdered sugar that's compressed. So when you put a whole bunch of them in a big container, they start breaking down. And then get all the powder sticks to the front of the machine.
3: What did those taste like? I seem to think I remember those. Bottle caps? Yeah. Uh,
0: You basically
1: had an orange one. That was your standard, like, candy orange. Uh, My personal favorite was the red one, which was cherry soda. Which is weird, because cherry wasn't a popular soda flavor at the time. Then you had the grape, and then there were two dark ones, and the darker of the two was cola-flavored, and the lighter of the two was root beer-flavored.
0: Root beer was the shit. Great, that babe. Is good stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would just go through and take out all of the orange and cherry ones, because mm-hmm. those were my favorites. Pat, what did you get out of the vending machine?
2: Um, I would go with either bullets? C- no. Or- <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's
3: funny, because it's true.
2: Uh, well, you could put a quarter in, and you can get a rattlesnake, or you could get some oil. So. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh, hard, hard times down here in Texas. You know, we're hard people. but <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's because of, never
2: mind. Yeah, shut up. So, no, um, I, I've always been a, a big fan of peanut M&Ms. So, like, if a, if a little candy machine was there with the peanut M&Ms, I would always spend my quarter on that. But if I decided to play a crane game or something or, like, if I wanted to go to, like, one of the, I would either get a Super Bowl and just bounce it everywhere because, I, I don't know, I had an obsession with bouncing Super Bowls at one point. you <laughs> did man? man? Yeah. It's called yeah. being a kid, dude. Who yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, those are that, great. I wonder yeah. what would happen
0: if I throw the Super Bowl at the windshield while we're in the car. <laughs> You'd be in super trouble.
1: Yeah, I was going to
2: say, what happens is you get grounded. Yeah. yeah. What would happen if I throw six Super Bowls out of the window as we're driving down the freeway? You know, things like that.
3: I've seen the Matrix freeway scene. It's kind of like that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What would happen if I flush Super Bowls down the toilet?
3: What happens? What happens?
2: They float. And nothing happens. <laughs> sort of bobble around in there. Oh. Yeah. What
3: would
1: happen if I launched a Super Bowl directly at my brother's head?
2: <laughs> I did find out what happens when you do that. No dessert. My sister. at least.
3: <laughs> that explains a lot. All right. But
2: So, yeah, but, but if I didn't do that, I was a sucker for the crane games. Dude, fuck I crane love games. crane games.
3: Like Niles and Frazier? Pick your own psychologist. And sports. <laughs>
2: Your joke is bad and you should feel bad. (laughs) So yeah, for a while there, I was like a master of the crane games. Um, I won stuff all the time. I don't know if you guys remember, like in college, whenever we would go to like, uh, Enchanted Castle or whatever, I would always win Sarah, a stuffed animal or something, or I would always win whoever I was with something. I tell you, I do through college. Exactly. I was, I was like a, you know, a crane game hustler. I'd just stick around the games and wait for people to show up and I'd challenge them. How do you challenge sit somebody there, to sit, a crane game? Sitting there, I'm just, I'm just smoking, being a bad boy with my leather jacket, waiting. <laughs> They'd come up I, to the crane game. And I'm like, Hey kid. I'd like to try to make some real money.
3: I bet I can real get that toys. part, Simpson.
2: You win some real toys, crush your little girlfriend, you know, and you talk them into a game. Next thing you know, you got them, you know, where they're giving up their lunch money, you know, and then they're giving up their, their, their cookie money. Before <laughs> you you don't know
3: what? That deaf leopard mirror. Cookie money?
2: <laughs> before you know it, they're taking their posters off their wall and pawning them, trying to get you to take, you know, any kind of lollipops as payment, you know.
3: I got a black light leopard poster.
2: A black light leopard poster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's a blacklight. It's a poster, leopard poster. It's blacklight.
2: That was that was how I started my uh, black market fixer black trade. Light leopard poster was, trade you know, in eighth grade. It was it was all about like you know uh, black market k- singles and 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 mixtapes.
1: <laughs> you know, black I love blacklight leopards first k- single. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good,
2: classic.
1: Oh, so I don't
2: know. The point of all that babbling was I used to like to play crane games a lot.
1: Oh, that was a lot. I used to believe they were unwinnable.
2: They actually could program them to like, you know, release prizes on a set basis. Like every sixth try is going to be like a better grip of the handles and stuff like that. Yeah. Joel, how about you?
3: Well, um, I have a slightly different take on things. But as far as like when I did get stuff from vending machines, I always wanted the the sticky hand
0: that you could slap against the wall. Yes, I remember those. I remember. I did that those. about an
2: hour before the show. Sticky,
0: nah. sticky wikis or whatever that they had. I remember getting those. Wait, are we talking about something else? Yeah, I yes. think we are. Okay, never mind. I remember going to Jewel and getting those, then the big ones that had like the lar- larger size hands, not the little bitty ones, a 50 cent one, not the quarter one. And I got one, my sister, my brother got one, and my mom, oh my God. And my mom got one. I can't three
2: of you with those things. No,
0: my mom got one. Oh my God. It, we almost wound up in a ditch on the way yeah. home. Because she yeah.
2: she like you it, swung you, it. You give one to your mom. That's just escalating everything. That's not <laughs> solving like, anything. She <laughs>
0: swung it while he was driving. Slapped right into his glasses and almost pulled the glasses off his face. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, we're in the back of a VW bus, no seat belts just bouncing around with the groceries.
2: I, I imagine Carl took took quite nicely to that. Oh He's like, yeah. Oh, ho ho, good one, Christine. <laughs>
0: uh, well, yeah. I used to play with
3: those with like my GI Joes and stuff because. That was fun. Um, I also, uh, was a fan of any of the little figures. Like, I was looking back at some of the old figures they had, like, you know, uh, like the little wrestling guys or the monsters or whatever, like the little plastic figure guys. Those were the only other ones that I really was interested in. Candy and stuff, not at all. That yeah. was never really my thing.
0: You know, so you can also get those, um, the lead-coated uh, jewelry. Oh, God. Get the ring, little bendy rings or stickers. Remember the, stick, you know, the sticker machines you put in the quarters, push them in, and you get the sticker that's wrapped in cardboard. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Candy oh, brand. yeah. I
2: have <clears throat> here's a, here's another fun insight into my crazy, pers- uh, crazy person inside. Crazy in trash can, <laughs> kids. Is I've never, I've always hated stickers. Oh, my
0: Holy. God, Pat. Are you, I, I've, you- how do you hate something as benign as a sticker? Are you on the show? Like, How do you mail I don't things? I like
2: things on my skin. I don't like. Well, you my... don't
0: put stickers on your skin. You put them on your notebook. You put them on. But you then know. they
2: like. But then your notebook gets sticky and stuff, and you get that. Well, on then your you and then you don't take it off.
0: Are you a cast member
3: on The Americans? What's happening here?
1: My uh, brother and I actually we collected stickers and we were putting them on our bedroom walls. And the thing is, is like (laughs) after you get a dozen on there, the parents just give up. It's like, okay, this is just how this room is going to be decorated now. (laughs) It's like, and we ended up spending probably our entire time from when he was about five and I was seven, probably until I was about 11 or 12 just putting more and more stickers on the walls. And since at one point we had bunk beds, like the stickers went up to the ceiling. That's a lot of freaking stickers, man. a lot of stickers. A lot of my original garbage pail kids got peeled off and stuck on the walls. Oh, Garbage Pail Kids. Wacky Packages.
2: <clears throat> I would probably have a nervous breakdown if I went. that That's another show.
1: That explains a lot. <laughs> when does. Whenever to visit. Yeah, many of the stickers
0: did not come from uh, vending machines, but a few of them did. Yeah, occasionally you get those tattoos, not not the ones that you have now, where you can like, you have to put water on your skin, you let them soak, and that sort of thing. These are the ones that you would, you know, you get a good old dose of red dye number five in them, <laughs> and you'd wet down your arm, and it would actually have like an ink in there that would soak into your skin. Yeah. Remember those.
3: I was going to say, then they had the tattoo guy. That was sitting next to the machine. If you put 50 cents in him,
2: yeah, uh, I was going to yeah. say, then they progressed from that where you would just, you know, you'd get a little vial of ink and a needle. <laughs>
0: right. That was a dollar.
2: Instructions though. on how to calligraphy your name.
0: <laughs> or, uh, Grateful Dead stickers and Rat Fink stickers. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Josh? Now, very rarely in
1: the uh, vending machines, you'd occasionally have the little metal tube of what was basically gummy rubber and then a little straw. And you'd put a ball oh, of the gummy yeah. rubber on the end of the straw. And blow it up and you'd have this plastic rubber balloon and there's no
0: way that stuff was safe.
1: Oh yeah. Like it had yeah. this stench
0: of liquid rubber. Yeah, it smelled like it smelled like gasoline. Yeah. And I know what you're talking about cuz you you can I get don't. them in the you don't the the plastic balloons you you squeeze out the toothpaste tube onto the end of the little little straw and you cover up the end and you blow in the end of it and it blows up. You get this little multicolor or rainbow or iridescent Hold on. ball out of it and uh, then you pinch it off. Never, yeah, I've never Balloonies. You can still buy them. Really? That can't be. I can't can't figure that that would still be a thing. Yeah. You could
3: buy them right now on Tin Toys Arcade for $2.48 for a pack of eight. I'll be damned. They're still around. Huh. Yeah. I didn't ever think they were. Excuse me. they probably changed the formula now, so it's not like asbestos. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's half asbestos, like a dash of airplane glue, and then liquefied tire rubber.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the souls of the innocent. Yes. Remember getting compasses and that sort of thing out of there too? A little janky metal compass.
1: Yeah, it was like, uh, back before, uh, <laughs> Cracker Jack switched to all sticker prizes. You'd get very similar toys in the vending machines to what you'd find in a Cracker Jack box.
3: I forgot about one. What about the parachute guys that always died? Oh yeah. Cause the parachute never opened quite right unless you were at a tall enough Ledge, yeah, those were cool,
2: and they would just like spiral out of control. Just yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: Duke, you're dead, <laughs> which was cool, you know, because that's what you wanted sometimes, but
2: yeah, not all the time though. And Super- But the death and
0: destruction, <clears throat> right? And you always get the janky superhero knockoff dolls. A little bitty Bort man.
2: <laughs> Come along, Bort. Are you talking to me? No, my son is also Bort.
0: <laughs> I forgot about that. So, uh, Joel, you have
1: a special connection to the vending machine world.
3: Uh, yeah, and that's <laughs> kind of... Haunted was...
0: by the spirit of a vending machine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the weirdest spirit animal ever.
2: My spirit animal is Zoltar.
0: Um,
3: no, when I was, and this is why I didn't ever eat the candy that I alluded to before, is that when I was a kid growing up, my dad, um, that's one of the jobs. He, he was always self-employed other than being in the army. He uh, he had vending machines. And so growing up, my basement was filled with uh, the round, the big round gumballs, uh, boxes of them, and uh, vending machines.
1: I'm glad you said they were in boxes because i had this image of you just go down the stairs in the basement and it's like a ball pit with just gumballs
3: <laughs> yes no they came in big they came in big square boxes from the rainbow he would pick them up and bring them home and i mean we had literally like there was probably at any given time 100 boxes of, of rainbow bubble gum down there and whenever you know you wanted a gumball you just ran downstairs and opened up one of the boxes and grabbed one out and you had a gumball and uh there was all these you know red bases to the vending machines he had a uh um a spot set up where he could spray paint them if they got damaged or whatever. He could huh. do all the paint work on them and not like a can of spray paint, but like professional paint that, you know, the, the kind of stuff they do on American restoration, that sort of thing. Um, And then he had all the globes and most of his were the, the rectangular ones with the keyhole, you know, the key thing on top and that had kind of a flat top to it, not the round ones. Yeah. But I, I sent him an email earlier in the week and I said, you know, do you have any funny stories? What can you tell me about this? Because when I was uh, going away to college, he's like, you know, when I'm eventually I'm, I'm going to stop doing this. So if you or your brother want to take over the vending machine business, let me know and I'll get you set up. Well, I had no interest in it. I wasn't going to be in Kansas City and just never appealed to me. But my brother thought he might take it over. But I remember my dad going out and I'd go with him sometimes and he'd bring his dog, Lady. And we'd go out in his VW van and we'd go around and we'd pick up all the money out of machines and have these big bags of money that he would send through the sorter. And we had a, a change sorter at home in the basement and he would sort all the change out and then take it to the bank. And that was part of his income. Well, in researching this, it comes to find out that my grandfather who lived to be 100, um, when he lost all his money in 1929 in the stock market crash, he had about $2,500 left. And in 1936, he bought the sales rights of Missouri and Kansas, except St. Louis, from the Ford Gum and Machine Company of Akron, New York. Um, for that money, he got 500 machines, a placer to locate them, and he serviced them all until World War II when my grandmother took over, in which at that point, she used to load up a $50 sack of pennies into my dad's wagon. He was about four at the time. He would ride on top of it, and they would go around and service the machines. And she did that until they got a car in 1938, finally. So it was a kind of a process. Um, and then when my grandpa came back from the war, he took over again. Um, and he used to go around and, and service the machines with him. And then eventually, in about the late 50s, he took over and then ran it until the 2000s. And what's funny about it is, is when we were talking about it, he said, he said, it's not a business I would recommend anybody getting into. And the only thing he could tell me that was interesting at all other than just growing up with it is that the biggest misconception people have is that the profit is the difference between the cost of the product and the commission, you know, to rent the space. But he said the biggest cost is stolen machines because he said he'd had more machines stolen over the years than he could count. And um, you know, he said friends that were into like pop and candy or cigarette machines would pay up to $10,000 or more to kind of secure them. But, you know, people walk in with a, a dolly and say, you know, I'm here to service the machine, could walk off with it and the store owners wouldn't say anything. They don't know any better. So he said most of them were bought on loan and uh, usually paid off over time. And so... <laughs> It was uh, that was my growing up. I, anytime I wanted a gumball, I just walked downstairs, and uh, there it was.
2: Huh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I was kind of imagining your father like the, the scene in uh, Raising Arizona. You're like, you got any funny stories about you know doing this? And he's like, only if you consider going to work every day and doing my job. Funny.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> Unless
1: rounds, funny.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: Joel, talking about uh, the gumballs in the basement reminded me that uh, growing up, we had a gumball machine. Not one... Not for like commercial use, but like one that we'd bought as a novelty that had slightly smaller uh, gumballs in them. And uh, around the time we got into early high school, it got us into a little bit of trouble when uh, my brother and I got paintball guns, and we discovered that the uh, gumballs would actually fit and could be fired out of the paintball guns. Gumballs are significantly denser, heavier. And harder than paintballs, yeah. They're not designed
2: to say. Wouldn't that hurt a lot more?
1: You have no idea. And we were dumb, (laughs) so we were running around the house firing them at each other.
2: Oh my god! You you could go through the sheetrock with that.
1: Uh, We later we would find little divots that were perfectly circular, with like a little pink sheen to them, like in in the back of your head. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we got in a lot of trouble.
0: That's nuts. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) I mean, I've done some stupid shit, but that's that's full on painful. I mean,
1: yeah. Firing them at another person's bad enough. Running around the house shooting them.
0: Yeah, that was probably too far. Did you ever break (laughs) anything with them? I
1: don't think we did, and I'm not sure how, because I'm sure they were ricocheting.
2: Your father was probably like, I'd have been happier if you just hit your brother instead of hitting the wall. <laughs>
0: it's your brother will heal. i got to fix the wall. <laughs> now get all those damn stickers down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that- I'm not
1: sure that they ever, like, quite figured out what the hell those marks on the wall that were, like, little pink and blue and green and perfect, like, half-circle divots were. <laughs>
2: That's why you just got one of those unnamed beatings at one point. Like, you did something to deserve that. I know it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, here's something that I used to see all over the place, but I don't recall seeing them anywhere nowadays. But do you guys remember or have seen recently uh, cigarette vending machines? Nope. I can't say that. Long time. Like
1: when I was a kid and I wanted to smoke, we would have to run down to the like the local steak and egger and run to the back where there was a cigarette machine where nobody could see if you were using it and buy a pack of Marlboro lights.
0: Yeah, I remember them being like you go to the mom and pop or the, uh, the greasy spoon diner and there was just one right there in the front by the front door.
1: Yeah, they got those big, like, really kind of hard-to-pull knobs that you, ha- you had to put your dollar or dollar and a half at the time in and, like, just yank them out and then the cigarette pack would fall into the slot at the bottom.
3: Mm-hmm. And, but you'd have to look at yourself in the mirror when you did it.
0: <laughs> you <said> that, like, <laughs> there was big almost always panel. a mirror
2: right there. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: What was up with that? Why yeah. was there always a mirror?
2: I don't know the Puritans making you feel bad about your sin.
0: <laughs> Could
2: be. Yeah. So, um, the last time I saw one of those was probably a bar I worked in. Honestly, I worked at a bar that had a cigarette machine, and right next to it had some of those eight liner machines, and right next to that it had a um little vending machine full of like all kinds of uh pool playing paraphernalia.
0: Yeah, That's... I remember the one that was in the uh like floaties and stuff. Yeah, floaties. Uh... No, no,
2: billiards, you retard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I remember going to the Walgreens and they have a cigarette machine and they just have like a like free packages of uh, matches right there stuck in a bowl like next to it. And then right next to that was the game. There was like a some sort of game that uh, my mom would always let me play. But later on, I discovered it was actually the TV tube testing unit. <laughs> was it better or worse than math it was (laughs) much better than math (laughs) maybe I'll win this time yay it's glowing
2: how many turkey carcasses would you give that
0: (laughs) Uh, out of a rating of 5 I would give that a a 3.5 turkey carcass so what's the object of the game
1: it's don't get cancer I
3: lost. How
0: do you know you. if you win? You'll know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, anything else we can think of? I think mm. that about covers the
1: uh, vending machines from days of yore, unless anyone else has something. Yeah, I, got I want to.
3: All I can say is I want a Super Bowl.
1: I kind of do too. But uh, when we come back, uh, I will. I, I don't know if anybody else hit up some vending machines, but I know I did. I hit up I some. Did.
0: And I know where I can get you a Super Bowl, Joel. But now to break.
4: <laughs>
0: okay, folks, we're back, and uh, we've got our little capsule toys here, and uh, talk about little vending machine toys now. So, yeah, it looks like in general, uh, even
1: over here with uh, the United States, we've seen a lot of improvements in the toys. I mean, some of them are still pretty crappy. I I think the biggest difference I noticed
2: was how much more
0: they cost. Oh, yeah. Now it's 50 cents is the lowest they're going to go.
2: I don't know. I could. I well. Yeah. Never mind. I was gonna say I got to play one for a quarter, but it wasn't really a real good crane game, so I wouldn't really qualify it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did uh, a one seventy five center, one fifty center, and
0: a crane game. They have ones what I had talked about last week. And the restaurant Red Robin has this barrage of them. Yum. Yep. And uh you can get yourself an onion ring tower. And uh <clears throat> out of the vending machine? Ew. It's a terrible reception. Yeah. Yeah, that would be horrible. But uh they go up to like two bucks. <laughs> for wow. the onion ring tower? That's not yeah. bad. No, for yeah, what's for the onion ring towers. That's it. That's what I was talking about. I, I wouldn't put that into a claw machine. But yeah, you can get all sorts of crazy shit out of those. So But now, let's see. The capsule toys are seriously cool stuff nowadays though. Um I had some of the things that I had found were like little like uh phone charms, except it's Winnie the Pooh and he's got all these little different rubber costumes on. So you've got like Winnie the Pooh wearing like uh dressed up as a lobster for, you know, just pulling another animal out of my head there. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about seafood earlier. Um you got these little Winnie the Pooh ones, or you have like Sonic the Hedgehog, and you got Sonic all these little different Sonic the Hedgehog like phone danglers and that sort of thing, or you have little statues of superheroes or little mini bobbleheads and crazy stuff like that. So
1: Yeah, one of the things I saw that I thought was pretty cool was a machine that uh I was walking out of the grocery store and they had like uh zombie brain toys and i kind of wished i'd had some change cuz I, I it wasn't a trip where i had anything
0: was it like the um like the the sticky hands uh, no, they uh, they were, I think, uh, they might have been bouncy balls. Oh, okay. Oh, that's pretty cool. That...
1: Yeah, it seems like not only are the toys in general a little bit better made, but man, are they more expensive. I, I found myself experiencing a little bit of sticker shock. I mean, for stuff beyond, beyond just the stickers even, thing where like everything was uh, at least 50 cents, uh, in some cases 75 cents or a buck.
0: Yeah, that's like I said, you know, it would go up to 2 bucks and where uh where I was out at.
2: Well, shoot, some of them have like $5 ones where they give away like, you know, little mini iPads and and iPod players and all kinds of stuff. I mean, they have like $5 spin ones in Vegas. Bro.
1: No, that's pretty much Is that claw games or are those actually like
0: vending machines?
2: Claw games. Sorry. Oh, yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, cuz <laughs> should yeah. I be on that, man. iPad for 5 bucks.
2: $5 <laughs> <on my> iPad.
0: <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's the the They've got gone up in price, but the quality has also gone up a lot. I mean you've got some really good stuff that's in these things. I mean like like I said, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog Keychains. I'm I'm down with that. What else do we have, uh that we were looking for? I mean, what are the things that you guys see when you're out and about taking a look at things?
3: Well, I pulled up a, a, a toy vending machine catalog because I was curious since I didn't get out to a store that had any vending machines in it this week. I was like, well, what can you buy if you're, uh, you know, if you're in the business for it? And what's kind of funny is that a lot of the stuff that they have in there is very similar to the stuff that we had when we were kids, except that, you know, like there's adopt a puppy or alien invasion or, you know, giant mustaches or, you know, cheesy gold necklaces and things. So it's some of it, even though, you know, you guys have seen some cooler stuff. There's still a lot of the old stuff that's still the cheap, you know, <laughs> so it's not worth a lot like yeah. jelly bracelets and things.
0: Yeah. The gold painted uh aluminum necklaces. Right. Yeah. Right. Turn your neck green and give you salmonella
3: or whatever. Um Okay. So, you know, and the candy's still out there. I think the last time I saw vending machines, I mean, there was, uh, you know, gum in one and and uh, the runts or whatever in another and, you know, the typical stuff.
1: All right. So I don't know if you guys can see in the picture, but uh, not only did I uh, get uh, the little hand that Joel was talking about, the sticky hand. Yeah. Uh, but out of the 50 cent one, it was like a little jewelry machine and got uh, like a pinky ring that's, uh, the that coated probably turns your fingers all sorts of colors if you actually wear it. It's like an
2: unintentional mood ring. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: like a gold ring with like these <laughs> silver,
2: yeah, gold. It's like, it's like, why is my mood always horny? <laughs>
3: I've why got is a, my mood dysentery? I've got a mood finger.
2: <laughs> uh, and then right
1: next to that, as I was preparing to leave, uh, Sarah's standing next to me and she's looking at the crane game and she's like, I can get something out of this game. I'm like, all right, if you want to, we've we've got a couple of bucks. So she feeds a dollar in. And uh, there is this hat, which you guys can see in the picture. There's this branded, not not a knockoff janky. This is a licensed Optimus Prime Transformers hat. And on the first try, she just doesn't get it at all. Second try, uh, she picks it up and moves it right to the edge of uh, the little area where you drop it in. But it's clearly flipped over. So, she's like, I can get it. And she put in another dollar. And on the third try, the claw just went into the little, uh, like, Velcro thing on the back of the hat, snagged it, and just pulled it right in and dropped it. Nice. So, yeah, like $2 and... $3.25. No, $3.25. I got, I got a crappy little ring, a uh, sticky hand, and a, actually cool, I will wear it, Optimus Prime Transformers hat. And That's I cool. will post the picture of this to the uh, f- Facebook page so the listeners can actually take a look at my haul yeah. that we're
0: talking about here. The that least almost you've ever to paid. A G
2: sounds like how I got engaged.
0: With a sticky hand?
2: Sticky hand, a ring, and a Transformers hat.
0: Yeah, Wait. Nice.
1: <laughs> You're an idiot. That's <laughs> Yeah, we, Did she turn into a car?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: well, she turned into... Well, never mind. I was going to say something very tacky. but
0: So anyway, <laughs> an we, hey, homies. We were talking about them earlier. Yes, yes we were. We, I, and I was trying to... And apparently it, we we're done talking about, we're done talking about <laughs> it. We're going <laughs> to move on to candy now.
2: No, let's talk about then, the homies. You
0: want to no, talk like, about like, handies? No, handies? Homies. Not not handies. It, that's uh, that's then, something else. You don't get those
1: out of machines typically. Well... Yeah. In Japan, you can. Yeah,
0: Japan's got crazy ass machines, man. You can get. I mean, I. I, It's that is so. I don't want to say stereotypical Japanese, but I mean, you, Josh, you remember the um, Dreamcast game Shenmue? Oh yeah, like there's a lot of video games that use capsule toys
1: uh as collectibles like you can only unlock certain areas of the game if you collect
0: all the toys yeah i mean that 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 game that like i said shinmui was like i must avenge the death of my father as soon as i collect all these little animals you know (laughs) right (laughs) you couldn't you couldn't go further until you got all the little damn animals it's like a video
2: game for hoarders
0: yeah and then learned how to drive a forklift
1: And I kind of think that the homies are kind of the urban United States version of kind of those gachapon uh, Japanese toys, although they're quite a bit less expensive. They were developed by David Gonzalez uh, first in 1998, as we talked about at the beginning of the show. And this guy had his comic book strip. uh, It was called The Adventures of Chico Loco. And he had these random Barrio Guys characters, and uh, he had little plastic figures made and had them put into the toy machines in Chicano neighborhoods, and they immediately became super popular. That's crazy. Yeah, the first series had uh, characters named 8-Ball, Smiley, Big Loco, Droopy, Sapo, and Mr. Rasa. Oh, Sapo.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I actually had one of these things because in Chicago at a jewel I saw uh, I saw one in a, in a vending machine. I was like, "Well, I got to get one of these." Yeah, <laughs> and I had it for a while, but I don't know what happened to it. No way you can walk away from that. Yeah, exactly. It's like here, take my fifty cents, <laughs> please.
1: What? Well, and eventually they went from just the Latino stereotypes to branching out into the Palermos, a, a line of featuring uh, Italian American former mafia running a pizzeria. And the trailer park series.
2: And then they had the the next one was the the stereotypos. eh. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. All the names were
3: misspelled. Um, Well, you were talking about Japanese stuff. When I was in Japan, uh, I distinctly remember two vending machines. One served hot coffee in a can. Great concept, right? Um, And the other one had underwear in it. Of course
0: it did. So you're talking about. They kind of go hand in hand. Because Japan. Right.
2: You drink enough of the hot coffee, you need the new underwear. (laughs) Well, I I I guess even just the
1: gotcha-pon machines, which are all just capsule toys in these little eggs, uh, they'll have entire storefronts that are just row upon row of these high-tech machines. And the gotcha part of it is uh, based on the noise the crank makes when it turns. It's kind of like, gotcha, 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 gotcha. And uh, I I watched a couple videos of people like pulling stuff out of these, and they're pretty high quality collectibles. There's like a bunch of Mario and Luigi hats. Yeah. uh, For like one to 200 yen. So, um, or a little bit more, anywhere from like one to six American
0: dollars. Hmm. That's crazy. Now, see, now you go with that high of a price. I mean, there is in the same vein of this, but not actually in a machine. If you go to Target or you go to, um, God, what's that, uh, Five Below? Yeah. That store? They've got these collectibles now where you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, the little boxes that are various series. Yeah, because you go even like um, Barnes & Noble, they had like uh, little almost Lego Doctor Who ones, and they came in little display cases, like Lego display cases where you could stack them after you found out what you had. Yeah. Oh, my my kids go nuts. They have like the My Little Pony ones. You get these like neon My Little Ponies. You've got all these different, uh, you can get little Transformers, Transformers. I've got the
3: Walking Dead blind pack ones and they've got Game of Thrones Doctor Who Titan series
0: yeah and
1: of course Ye- kiss
0: uh, yeah, of well, course yeah
1: their their names on everything
0: yeah this, unfortunately these were kiss um my little uh, not my little pony kiss uh what's that damn cat with no mouth hello kitty hello kitty yeah yeah um so. for the Christmas
1: gifts uh for the uh, group that did the New Year's murder mystery that I talked about in our New year's show uh one of the things I did was I grabbed one of those sealed boxes series the same company that does the walking dead they had a sci-fi collectibles and I remember a f- uh, among the figures opened was an ET and a Tron oh neat
0: yeah cuz you can get those i mean and you can go actually even go to uh, i'm I'm browsing right now like web pages like jlist and you can actually order the little uh, little toys you'll say you know I want three of these and they'll send you you know, like you'll get Mario Kart where they're all in the little carts and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, so we're starting to see the traditional vending machine toys. They're bringing up the uh, quality on them and taking them out of the vending machines as they get collectible enough where, like Joel was saying, people will start walking off with the machines just to get a full set of the toys.
3: Or hopefully anyway.
1: Right. And uh, they're kind of transitioning to like these little boxes that you'll buy in gift shops or heck, I I think we got ours at like Target or Walmart.
3: Yeah, they're everywhere now. The Funko stuff is is all blind packs. And uh, well, they have all the blind pack stuff that you can buy. And uh, they're I mean, they're neat, but, you know, it's like five or six bucks a pop for those. And, you know, the vending machine usually is a little cheaper, but not quite as cool.
1: All right. So, Pat, you also got a, a bit of a haul?
2: Well, they got a bit of a haul for me is how it worked. Huh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, I went to the bank and got uh, two rolls of quarters. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go hit some vending machines and stuff. And I went to a bunch of them. I didn't win shit. <laughs>
1: oh, my God.
2: <laughs> yeah. Not one damn thing. I went to a bunch of different machines, tried a couple different dollars. One machi- machine in particular, I was trying to win a minion for my little niece, and I swear I put like $8 worth of quarters, $0.50 cents at a time into that thing. And like five or six times I had it actually lifted up all the way. And as soon as it hit the ceiling, it just dropped it because with, with the jerk of hitting the ceiling. I was like, Aah! so.
1: So you're saying my experience of a $1.50 for an awesome
0: Transformers hat is atypical. Yes, hmm.
2: that is exactly what I'm saying.
0: You need a Sarah. <laughs> to help you with that.
2: I used to be able to win all these things. I can't win... I I, I don't know. I, I've lost my touch, apparently. <laughs> well, now... i lost
0: my touch. Like, you go to the movie theater all <laughs> by me, they've got those... those less, I guess a new generation of claw games where there's one where you can win a an iPad Mini out of the machine. And... Um, it's like travel across America. It's not a claw machine where you have like a brake and you pull, pull it down once, it spins, and then when you let it go, wherever it stops is how many miles you've gone. You can do like 700, 500 miles and you're trying to get all the way across the country. The further you get from New York to LA, the better the prize you get. What happens Crazy. if you get caught between New York and the moon? Oh, then you're playing the wrong game. Oh.
1: I know it's
2: crazy, but it's true.
0: Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Are
3: we
1: going? The uh, thing that I've seen now that they're doing is they've got these little games where you always get gum, but if you succeed at the game, it'll uh, shoot out a toy.
2: Oh, nice. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I guess that that uh, those have become really popular cuz the kids don't feel like they're ripped off if they don't play the game and they don't get the little toy. They at least got something,
0: but they want to try for the toy so they put more money in. Yeah. And then they get more sugared up so they're like, more toy. You know it's like, Right. So, but yeah, those I mean, are in front of dental offices. Nice. You know where you can if you want a Super Bowl Joel? Yeah, I do. Old Navy, man. know, 20 the,
2: Yo, Yeah, not not Old Navy old navy man you gotta go
0: yeah. talk to the old he'll, navy man he'll, He's he'll show you his super books. balls
3: <laughs> i'm not falling for that again <laughs> yeah.
0: no He's next to the tattoo artist <laughs> uh you might uh we went to the we went to the to old navy to return a christmas gift that suzanne had gotten from somebody and uh they have got a four and a half tall huge globe of these super balls as big as my fist for like 50 cents a piece Hmm. And wow. there, yeah. I mean, it's and all I'm thinking is like, I don't think that's a great idea because it's not like this is a place. It's got cement floors in there. You give no. a super ball to a kid to quiet him down. Oh, here, I'll get you a super ball. It's fifty cents. I'll keep it quiet while I'm shopping for you know shitty clothes. If I'm that kid, I'm gonna look at that floor and go, shit, yeah. Then, on, oh yeah. What you,
2: to, what you need to do is walk into that place with like. One empty bucket and one full bucket full of quarters and just stand in the machine and start filling the bucket up with those balls and just see if anybody stops you. And if nobody stops you, you just like take just take the bucket, just throw it upside down.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And kick open one of the curtains on the dressing room, just throw them in there. (laughs) It's funny you talk about rubbery about kids going crazy with those
1: prizes. Uh, I actually heard a story just today when I was uh, talking to my wife about this show. She was talking about, have you ever seen the sticky things that are not the hands, but they're actually like the splat balls?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they look like super balls. But
1: when you throw them, they go. Yeah, Yeah, they're made out of the sticky stuff. Well, apparently when she was like 12, her uh, ceiling in her room was about 13 foot high. And she had the splat ball and she threw it as hard as she could at the ceiling. And it stuck there. Uh Uh-oh. And because it was 13 feet up, they couldn't get it. So it was stuck to the ceiling, apparently, until she was about 17 years old, where randomly in the middle of the night, it dropped off the (laughs) ceiling and scared the (laughs) hell out of her.
0: (laughs) That's funny. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, other coin operating things, Dave & Buster's. Nowadays, we didn't have so many ticket places except for like, uh, what was the name of that place? Pizza, the pizza joint.
1: Well, around here, yeah, showbiz, yeah, yeah. Well, there was also haunted trails here in
2: Chicago.
0: Yeah, haunted trails or um, enchanted castle. Enchanted castle. Yeah, that was another one.
2: Or Uh, uh, Willie Ball even had some of them.
0: Yeah, that's true. Just
1: a couple weeks ago, uh, I went down to Dave and & Buster's and now instead of uh, you having to hold your tickets, like you get the tickets out of the machine, but when you redeem them, they actually store the tickets on your swipe card. Oh, really? Yeah, that was something that was new. So like the same uh, swipe card I'm going to use for my credits to use on the machine the next time we go to Dave & Buster's also has our ticket balance on
0: it. Oh, that's nice that's actually a lot better the thing is i mean it's like you get you get like eight million tickets you know it's like here's a pair of chopsticks kid right (laughs) that's that's the thing that bites me in the ass it's like yeah
1: been playing skee-ball all day and i can buy a laffy taffy
0: yeah yeah so can you guys think of anything else recently you've seen
1: well what about uh now you guys have kids uh were your kids ever into the uh vending machine thing like candy or whatever never never
3: yeah oh, I, I, it'd be it would be fun to say that they were but they never showed any interest in those really I don't know why and they it's a shame
0: my kids and the girls didn't really get into it until one day we came to a one place and they had ninjas these little bit of ninjas and you know Sophie put in a quarter and got a black ninja katie put it in a quarter got a pink ninja at that point sophie needed a purple ninja <laughs> and there was a purple ninja because he showed it right on the outside you know it's they show and that's the thing is like they're like oh cool check it out 50 cents and you can get this little little uh, mp3 player and there's like one mp3 player in the whole damn thing and everything else is aluminum pinky rings oh crazy you know? yeah but i mean the other thing that they really like is it's like paper dolls you you put the quarter in, you get the sticker and you'll get like a uh, anime-looking girl or anime-looking character. And there's clothes on the sticker all around. So you can actually dress, do like the paper doll and dress up, put the sticker of the girl down, and then put the clothes all over. So you have these little paper doll things, which is kind of neat. But The most ridiculous thing I've ever seen was out at a restaurant called... Munchy Peas, out by MTV. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> That's a great name. It is. it is. And you know what? It's been around. It's it has existed since before I was in high school.
2: I hope I hope he had a, a theme song that was, Munchy Peas, Munchy Peas.
0: Oh, so
3: soft, then?
2: Yeah.
0: No, don't have that. <laughs> So, anyway, you're what, saying. They, what they did have was in the tattoo thing. You can get a tattoo and it's new ones where you put the water on your arm, soak the paper, and then peel it off, and you have Captain America's shield. Except these were tramp stamps. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. So you had like guys with bindles on sticks? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh that was that was another one of those like, hey, you wirers? No, you're not getting fifty cents. No, <laughs> it's no. like we'll wait till next time because you know and then you've got the what's that that uh, really sarcastic bunny
1: oh yeah bunny.
3: Evil,
0: oh. evil bunny evil bunny yeah that's in there yeah. sometimes and you know that was just kind of like nah not so much not getting that but
3: temporary the, tattoos are the scourge of a, of
1: parents you got it easy then man
3: they don't come the off the worst, like you gotta
0: worry either. about it
1: temp, temp- I don't know they come off easier than the permanent ones do
0: true where are you putting them? On your arm. They they disappear pretty quick, really. Mm-hmm. No? Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, okay. Maybe. Anyway, you were saying I interrupted. Sorry. Maybe I'm doing it. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say, man. Uh, but no, these... um, Stinky peas. Stinky, <laughs> stinky peas. <laughs> <laughs> stinky peas. Stinky peas. Stinky peas. No, if you're ever out there, they've got like, amazing, like... uh grilled pork skewers and that sort of thing oh evil bunny yes evil bunny you know get the evil bunny and they you know back before they could read they oh look at the cute bunny i'm like yeah that cute bunny is telling you to go fuck yourself you're not getting that sticker i mean it's but uh you know then they have superheroes and that sort of thing but you know the, the sticker machines have always been around
1: now, one thing that I uh, uncovered while we were uh, looking at the show is people have repurposed these machines, and I thought this was something recent, but apparently it's been around for a while as like mini art galleries, a way to put out small pieces of art, oh, neat. Uh, usually like alternative art, uh, starting as far back as like the 1960s. Like Yoko Ono made the Sky Machine, a vending machine that sold pieces of sky. <clears throat> I, wait, what? Yeah. <sighs> Uh, More recently, though, uh, you've got something where Gumball Poetry, it's a standard capsule machine that's got the uh, little capsules that we got the toys in. But it has a folded up pieces of paper that have a poem printed on them in black and white. So it's like a
3: fortune cookie kind of.
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. From 1998 to 2006 in uh, Portland. Imagine that. uh, Alternative art in Portland.
0: You know, I recall seeing something like that in Chicago also, except it was like homemade uh like lapel buttons.
1: Yeah, I mean they do outsider art. Uh, there's yeah, Button Omatic uh that has yeah, these like little weird buttons. Uh, it, it was really interesting to me. Everything from like outsider art to uh even, like, little sculptures. Uh, somebody repurposed one of the old, like, vending machines that used to sell sandwiches, and they had, like, little handmade sculptures in them. Oh, neat. So I thought that was a pretty cool, different thing you could do
0: with it. Yeah, that's Made cool. out of old sandwiches. That is really neat. So what else we got? And it's a throwback.
2: It is. I wa- I watched an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants called Crane Game, just because it was about crane games and we were talking about some crane games at some point and it was really funny because spongebob is awesome he is awesome he's the eternal yep. optimist it was really funny because it was all about how squidward like uh, mr krabs put a, a crane game into the Krusty crab and squidward lost his entire life savings trying to win even anything and every single time spongebob walked up with any quarter he, he won
1: <laughs> so it was and kind so like, of that episode is what you and i did in real
2: life exactly <laughs> Pretty like much. At one point, at one point, SpongeBob was was actually just maneuvering the pieces around inside the game. He's like, "No, this one should be next to this one." He's just in there, war, war, moving him around inside the game. was <laughs> 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 <He almost laughs> just standing there, going,
4: "Ah,
1: <laughs> neat, classic." What I want to know is why this hasn't changed. If you got a machine that's got the M and M's in them, not the peanut ones, but like the regular M and M's, why are they always stale?
2: Because no one likes regular M Ms anymore. Because there's so many good M M flavors now. Why would you eat the originals?
0: I'd rather I'd rather pay two bucks for like the crispy ones than a handful of the regular ones.
1: That was something that I
2: for a different reason.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was something I
1: actually saw is apparently the most popular candy out of this kind of thing is peanut M Ms. Why? That's the margin. only
2: thing I will buy out of a machine like that is peanut M Ms because I find everything else just completely disgusting. But peanut M Ms are so good that I won't. I will forego the fact that it's like a breeding pit of germs and nast- and nastiness. Well, to yeah. Eat M&Ms.
1: When I was a kid, I'd get the uh, Mike and Ikes, and then I discovered how they made sure that the Mike and Ikes, when it got hot, didn't uh, like stick to each other and gum up the machines.
0: Oh, do I want to know this?
1: Uh, do you eat Mike and Ike's out of machines?
0: No. no. Not
1: since
3: I'm 19-dickety-two. <laughs> a-
1: apparently, they spray them with cooking spray and then, like, stir them up with a big wooden spoon. Like with Pam?
2: Yeah. Horrible. Nice.
3: Uh-huh. You know why I don't eat M&Ms out of any machines? It's because I always get the banana ones. So, you know. <laughs> they, they sift to the bottom. <laughs> That's where they hide them.
2: So I'm sorry. My my niece still has not gotten any Minions. She's been promised them since August. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Stop promising.
2: No, because Mike has the the Minions. I got her up in yeah. Pat's going to go to to
1: Japan. He's going to put 200 yen in the Minion machine, and he's going to get an iPod.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And some banana candy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what do we have on tap for next week, gentlemen?
3: It's no big deal. We
2: have yeah, it the, is. the career of Mr. Bill Murray. We're going to talk about the life and times of the man behind Groundhog Day, involved in Caddyshack.
0: Ghostbusters.
2: Rushmore.
1: And no one will ever
0: believe you. Zombieland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Zombieland. Oh, my God. That whole scene was amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're so, looking over a uh, career of Bill Murray, and we're starting at uh, Saturday Night Live and going up till the last time he was found wandering into a uh, frat house to help him <laughs> doing the dishes doing the dishes yeah help clean it up after a party because and, and
2: just as with every Bill Murray sighting there will probably be a little bit of Brian Doyle Murray so I'm sure at some point we'll mention him totally. i'm sure
1: so if you'd like to uh, hear any of our past shows, uh, you can always find our archives over iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, Talk Shoof, other fine podcasting directories, as well as Saturdays at Noon on Geek Life Radio, and our home at the web on www.40go14.com.
0: Yep, and if you'd like to call and give us some uh, show ideas, or make a comment, or sing us a song, 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure that there's stuff that you, maybe you found in uh, vending machines that you're like, why did the guys not talk about this? Or our international listeners, like, is there stuff that you guys have in your local vending machines? Like, I don't know. in Australia, uh, do they have like a Marmite vending machine?
0: In New
2: Zealand, you can get
0: a sheep.
1: Yeah, just let, <laughs> let us know yeah whether you're gonna tweet us oh, at 40 go14
0: or call or email when you turn it like it
2: like a like a vegemite dispenser.
0: <laughs> it's just a little hose when you turn it
2: yeah, you got a, a boomerang dispensing vending machine yeah it,
1: it dispenses and it goes right back up into the machine so you need to put another <laughs> quarter in there
2: who was it? who was it Steven right that talked about oh no Mitch Hedberg talked about the vending machine that dispensed vending machines
3: that <laughs> <Nice. laughs> Meta. I'm getting a
0: paradox. Yep. I got to find that. All right. Well, thanks for listening, folks. And uh, grab a couple quarters and send us a picture of something you found on one of your local vending machines. Totally. Find us on Facebook. Bye.
2: <laughs> you are now leaving the world of Musings of the Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends.
1: I mentioned there was a bell and no one reacted. <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe the bell's not real. <laughs> I have been eating horseradish straight out of the bottle, so...